Hi, I'm Jason Dick, and this is the CQ on Congress Coronavirus Special Report. We are bringing you daily updates on the policy news you need to know using the reporting prowess of CQ Roll Call. Today is Thursday, March 26, 2020. The largest ever stimulus bill is going to the House floor tomorrow after high drama in the Senate last night to get it passed. We will unpack some of the top lines in the podcast. Meanwhile, the pandemic continues to wreak havoc. More than 1,100 Americans have died. And then there is the economy. A record 3.3 million unemployment claims were filed just last week. We may well be in a recession, but I, again, I would point to the difference between th- this and a normal recession. That's Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell speaking earlier today on the Today Show. There's nothing fundamentally wrong with our economy. President Donald Trump addressed America's governors today in a letter. He wrote that expanding testing capability will lead to tracking and isolating the virus and in turn label counties at high risk, medium risk, or low risk. Now to CQ Roll Call's Paul Krawczak on the $2.2 trillion stimulus package. senior budget reporter with CQ Roll Call. This bill is a combination of economic preservation and pandemic aid. The White House estimates it will cost $2.2 trillion, and that price tag may, may go higher. Um, this is just huge. It is way more than the Congress appropriates for the military and all the other federal departments for a whole year. This package would provide money to individuals, companies, the federal, state, and local governments so they can survive or maintain services during this time of economic shutdown. Let's look at some of the major items. Uh, There would be a one-time tax rebate in the form of a check uh, to uh, millions um, of Americans. Um, This would be a one-time payment. Um, Individuals would receive up to 1000 200 uh, per adult. Uh, married couples would receive up to 2400 uh, There would also be um, a $500 uh, tax rebate uh, per child. Um, the benefit would start to phase out at a certain point. For individual filers, it would start to phase out at 75000 in income and be entirely phased out at 99000 in income. For a married couple, the uh, payment would start to phase out at 150,000 income, and it would be entirely phased out at 198,000 income. Unemployment insurance has increased temporarily. It is extended to more people and includes an additional $600 per week on top of regular benefits, but that only goes through the end of July. The bill also adds 13 weeks of unemployment benefits. Now, a big part of this package is trying to keep the companies and units of government that employ people and provide services afloat during this time. The bill has more than $500 billion to support loans to large businesses and state and local units of government. Some of this money is specifically reserved for airlines and the post office. The package has more than $350 billion to provide loans to small businesses. Those small businesses will not have to pay back the loans if they keep their employees on the payroll. There's also more than $100 billion in separate aid to state and local governments. There is also a tax credit for businesses 
to give them an incentive to keep their workers on the payroll. Now, another thing the bill does is it delays payments that individuals or businesses would normally have to make. The purpose is to keep that money in the economy, at least for the time being. Employers are allowed to put off payment of their payroll taxes for employees until next year and the year after. Again, this is to let them hold on to that money to run the business during these hard times. Um, for individuals, the rules against withdrawing money from retirement accounts are relaxed, since many people will need that cash to get by. The other part of this package is an emergency appropriations bill to help federal agencies and state and local governments fight the virus or keep operating during this pandemic. The appropriations portion would provide $340 billion in assistance spread out among almost every function of government, with most of the money ending up in the hands of state and local government. Uh, part of this is $100 billion to reimburse hospitals for costs and loss of revenue. Uh, there are billions more in the appropriations package for the Centers for Disease Control, research to find a vaccine for the coronavirus, disaster assistance, elementary and high schools and colleges, grants to airlines and mass transit, food stamps, child nutrition, block grants, money for the upcoming election, and so on. Many, many more items. Bottom line, this is a huge unprecedented rescue package for a pandemic whose future course is still uncertain. And now I would like to turn it over to Griffin Connolly to talk about the possibility of yet another package. I'm Griffin Connolly, Congressional Leadership Reporter for CQ Roll Call. Lawmakers were in a little bit of a holding pattern Thursday with some House members arriving in the D.C. for an expected vote on Friday to pass a bill the Trump administration is estimating will cost roughly $2.2 trillion in response to the coronavirus crisis. But before a vote on that bill even takes place, Speaker Nancy Pelosi is already looking ahead to a fourth coronavirus response package. Key priorities for Democrats on the next bill include an expanded definition of who qualifies for family and medical leave, increased health care worker and pension protections, which Pelosi said Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell promised to deliver in the next package, a 15% increase in food stamps, expansion of free coronavirus health care to include doctor visits and follow-up treatments. Right now, it's only the testing that's free. Increased funding for states and local governments. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo is urging members of the New York delegation to vote against the current bill Friday saying it only provides, quote, a drop in the bucket, end quote, for states to respond to the health crisis. And finally, Nancy Pelosi is looking for more equitable emergency funding for Washington, D.C., which is slated to receive $750 million less in funding than states like Wyoming, which has a smaller population and less than half the amount of confirmed coronavirus cases. Republican leaders are trying to pump the brakes on all this talk about a fourth piece of legislation, saying, hey, we need to wait and see how this $2 trillion deal works and assess things before we spend, you know, another couple percent of our GDP. And with the Senate expected to be out of town until after Easter, which is still three weeks away, it looks like Pelosi is going to have to wait till sometime in April to get any sort of follow-up deal together. Mary Ellen McIntyre has the latest on health policy. 
Hi, this is Mary Ellen McIntyre, healthcare reporter for CQ Roll Call. Today, President Donald Trump sent a letter to the nation's governors outlining a plan to determine the most at-risk areas for the coronavirus in the country. He's proposing to use the nation's ability to test for the virus, which, after weeks of challenges, is starting and continuing to ramp up across the country, although now some patients are reporting having to wait days to get their test results. But Trump is saying that they'll use that data to determine which areas of the country, which counties are most high risk, medium risk, and low risk, and to use that to determine how different regions of the country can open up again. This, of course, comes as Trump has said this week that he hopes to reopen the country and jumpstart the economy on April 12th. It also comes as state officials are bracing for weeks of expected impact and closures in some places. For example, New Hampshire Governor Kristen Nunu, a Republican, today issued a stay-at-home order for the state until May 4th, closing all non-essential businesses until then, among other things. This all comes as health officials, including Dr. Anthony Fauci, the nation's top infectious disease expert. They expect COVID-19 could be cyclical, which really increases the need to get a vaccine as soon as possible. On an Instagram Live this afternoon with NBA star Steph Curry, Fauci said that while he does expect this virus to cycle into another season, he is hopeful that the social distancing measures and other restrictions that people across the country are adhering to right now won't be as necessary in the future because people might be more able to identify, isolate, and track cases, lessening the need for people to really stay home to the same extent that we're all currently doing right now. That's all for me today. So all eyes are on the House, which will convene tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. to take up the bill to pass and then on to the president's desk for his signature and enactment of the law. We will have a victory tomorrow for America's workers. That was Nancy Pelosi, who, by the way, is celebrating her 80th birthday today. Happy birthday, Madam Speaker. That's all from CQ on Congress coronavirus special report. From all of us at CQ Roll Call, I'm Jason Dick, and thank you for listening.